everybody for hanging out with us tonight. I know it's been a weird day. I'm sure it's been a trying day for some of you. I know it has been a trying day for me with, you know, just, you know, a, a low-key coup on the nation's capital today. Um, this is the Stretch 4. We are the Bulls Podcast. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. That's John. The Bulls fall 128-124 is the final in Game 2 of this four-game West Coast trip. Second night of a back-to-back after a shocking and thoroughly enjoyable comeback win over the Portland Trailblazers last night. A game that saw the Bulls down 20, erase that entire deficit, and come away with a win that included a big Zach Levine three late in the game. This one, despite De'Aaron Fox leaving with tight hamstring early, and a Kings team that, other than Fox, is pretty blah. The Bulls were down a dozen at some point in the first half. They they climbed back, take a take a lead at some point in the fourth quarter, but they don't have enough to get it done. It, it looked like the second night of a back-to-back on a West Coast trip, didn't it? Completely agree. It, it I mean, like the, the veterans look gassed. I, I talked about how Kobe White looked tired in the second quarter and need, and needed a rest. Um, yeah, man, like guys were tired out there. and But it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm completely okay with it. I mean, it's 128-124, and my backcourt both scored 30 points. Like, right. Zach Green <laughs> scored 32, and Kobe White scored 36. Like, I'm, I, how can I be really upset? Uh, other than not getting a victory, of course. But yeah. I'm not mad at the way they look, because once again, for the second game in a row, they look like an NBA team. They were like a team that can actually play in this league and play along with other teams and not just, you know, fall on their face and fall backwards in the winds and stuff like that. They they look like a real squad out there, man. It, it that, that feels good. That feels good. I mean, we just wanted a competitive team, right? We wanted confident basketball. Our yeah. backcourt, he scored 30. Wendell almost set a career high with, with rebounds. Yeah. I'll take it. We yeah. We're not married to – the Garrett Temples and the Otto Porters, we know, we know who they are. (laughs) And we know that we're hoping to get some, they're not in a perfect world. They're in a better place and we're in a better place. Right. And so so when they don't, when they don't show up, I'm not like, like, I know what Thad Young is. Like these aren't guys that are like world beaters. You want your world, like with Zach and Kobe, Kobe showed out tonight. Like, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton will get, but Kobe was, he hit, I mean, he got that, he's not that good on D if Kobe's dropping 34, 37, you know. So I just, I think right. we feel good. I feel so, that was fun. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Halliburton probably asked to play more than the average night for the Kings so far this season because Fox checked out after logging only five minutes himself. But that Halliburton dagger three in the corner on like their second to last possession, like, good for him. That's a, you know, a rookie making a big play like that is a big deal. Um, and, you know, I, I'm with you, John. He certainly was one of the guys who interested me when I started really researching this 2020 draft class, knowing that the Bulls could benefit from adding a piece to their backcourt and ideally somebody who could play both on and off the ball, you know, do some facilitating, but also be able to be a catch-and-shoot, knockdown shooter type of player. And that's what Halliburton projected to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what we certainly saw. You know, his shot wasn't falling that well tonight. I, I, what did he say? Right, seven but... for 15, three for seven. That's good. But, you know, that's that's good. He had a huge bucket, though. For a rookie, and one of those being the big buckets of the game. Uh, comparatively, the Bulls rookie tonight, Patrick Williams, we were chatting about this a little bit in the fourth quarter. Curious that he was subbed out for Garrett Temple 
start the second half. Um, hopefully, I'm assuming we'll get some kind of answer from Donovan post game. If it happens while we're on with you guys, we'll relay it to you. But what did you guys think about that decision? I have a qu- uh, I have a question for you guys. Sorry, to, uh, usually uh, you go you go first, but I just have, like I feel like do you think we've been putting a crazy amount of emphasis on starting lineups recently and like it meaning something? Like, and does it mean more? Like, granted, in like the playoffs and the finals it matters, right? But like. Mm-hmm. Does he even need to tell us something of why? Like, do we need a why? I guess that's my question. Uh, I think in this instance, yes, because when you don't come out the second half and you don't start, that that brings up a lot of questions. Okay, you know, like what's going on? Like, what happened? Now, if you're doing it before the game, I'm not. I I really can't question it. You know, because you're like, yo, this is going to be my lineup tonight. But to take mm-hmm. him out at halftime, I think I that agree with that. Yes, and I think like the reason that he will get asked that question uh, from somebody he's on the, you know, old media Zoom. He should. Is, be- is because it is a noticeable change yes. from the norm of what we've seen, which is the starters who start, start the second half. Yes. You know, coaches are free at will to tinker with their rotations. And certainly, if especially if Donovan see- saw something in the first half to say, okay, uh, here are the adjustments I'm going to make, and one of them includes coming out with a different starting lineup at the start of the second half, then go do that, and great. But, yeah, it's something that a coach would probably receive a question about because it's a noticeable thing. Totally, change. and I, it's less like – I think he probably – someone should ask that. Like I'm saying, like that's mm-hmm. not like a ridiculous question. I'm just curious. Sure. Like I feel like – and I think this is a good – this game actually disproved my point because like – Patrick Williams didn't really play much in the second half. Right, like it was, a, it was. It, he, played, he played nine in the first half, and he played eleven. Oh, actually, he finished with twenty-two. So he played nine and then thirteen. Oh, so he played more. But it felt like it was Temple out there a lot, uh, and so maybe that's just like when you start, it feels like you you have a bigger carbon footprint. But it's just, I'm interested to see what the reason is, and I bet you it's because he wants to win games. <laughs> and it's like I didn't want to experiment yet. But the, you know, the interesting counterpoint to that is that it's certainly in the first half. It seemed like Temple and Thad and Otto, some of these veterans that Billy has been closing with and relying on late in games to win these winnable games, they their old man legs were shot, shot. in this game. Second night, not only the second night of a back to back, but guys, I saw fifth game in seven nights for the. Boys. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's that's gonna be like insane. that going forward, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a lot of insane. That's yeah, punishment. I think their first break their first break comes uh what next week when they get Wednesday and Thursday off. And then mm-hmm. I think the week after they get three days off after that. Right. So yeah, they and they got some tough games coming up because you Lakers. know it's the West Coast swing. So you got the Lakers coming, you got that's the Clippers coming. So you yeah, you got some tough games coming up too. And and you're tired and you're shorthanded. So right. Some, something's gonna give, bro. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, not that Matt said Boylan would need to tell us why, but Billy, we know, has a good reason. I think that is an astute observation. I think so too. Uh, guys, let, let's talk about Wendell for a second. Um, you know, coming off of a solid game where not necessarily a very flashy final in the box score last night in their victory over Portland, but did a lot of gritty things after fighting through foul troubles, trying to slow down the freight train that is Yusuf Nurkic. That dude is a beast and a half. Um, but he, he, he had a, a strong finish to his game, and he contributed in a lot of positive ways. Tonight, 
Uh, tallies another double-double, 11 points on just four of nine from the field. Did not take a three-point uh, three shot tonight. 17 rebounds, including six on the offensive glass and chipped in four assists. Are we all uh, in agreement that we can go ahead and add this to the column of strong Wendell games? Absolutely. And and I think he also was inspired um, playing against an old teammate, uh, playing, playing against Bagley, who also had a really, really good game. And he had been struggling, but he had 21 and 12. So he had a good game as well. But I, I think it was that factoring in to uh, why he was playing so hard. And and you're right, uh, man, like four of nine shooting. He, he did have some lapses on the defensive end where that pick and roll he's he's still struggling with. I don't know why he, he won't come up uh, on a shooter for some reason when, when that pick and roll happens. He keeps fl- falling back, you know, thinking that shooter is going to, you know, make a move to the bucket. But like Stacy says all the time, you know, KYP, you know your personnel. When you got Buddy Hill doing that, you know Buddy Hill is a shooter. So he's going to – he's if he's open, he's shooting a three, period. That's what's going to happen. So you have to play to that. And we saw that happen in that huge four-point play. Uh, when Garrett Temple fouled Buddy Hill from behind, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. should have been the guy, you know, stepping up. He did it earlier in the uh, first half when uh, there was a pick and Kobe went underneath the pick for some reason. And the whole lane was wide open to Halliburton. And Wendell's supposed to step up. He literally just got out the way. Like, he just he just moved out of the way and said, you got it. And then Halliburton went up with a floater. Easy two points for him. He's got to work on that stuff. That That's very important because that's one of the things people – or hanging their hat on was his defensive IQ. And it, it hasn't shown up in that sense yet, but I, I am still glad at the fact that he's looking more confident out there as far as his jump shooting, as far as his rebounding. We saw him get a tip dunk, you know, do stuff like that. But yeah, man, those lapses, he he's he's gotta man, he's gotta cut down on that because those were killers tonight. He he should be quicker, right? Like to get up there. Like he he that's if you, if you don't have the size, you should be able to be quick on the perimeter. But I love the Swindle game. I thought he rebounded in a way that we really needed him. He felt like a center. I felt like he had better hands than normal. Yeah, I just felt Yo, like yeah, you're right. I, I, yeah. I think he was a fa- like he was a factor, and he wasn't a negative, and that's like where we're trying to get to right now. And I, I don't know if it's a positive in the look we're heading in the right direction. This was a noticeable improvement kind of thing, or if it is one of those holy crap, how low is the bar? where I had several moments tonight where I watched Wendell in the pick and roll, and he was in some traffic, like, you know, like sandwiched between two Kings defenders or whatever, but successfully, cleanly caught a pass in a pick and roll scenario and then used a little bit of craft footwork to either get a a layup or, or even a dunk. And I was like, my brain took notice of how successfully and cleanly he executed that. And that's, it's one of those moments where it's like, wow, good job, Wendell. Yeah. Also, should I be concerned that I saw just a standard center pick and roll action and was like, look how well that worked? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, that should be concerning. Um, it should be encouraging <laughs> and concerning at the same time, especially for a guy, um, again, especially for a guy who whose claim to fame was defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should definitely – be concerned of stuff like that. And and your claim to fame is, you know, uh, being versatile on the offensive end. And, you know, it's hard for you to catch the ball and it's hard for you to have confidence on pick and rolls. He was, he, even though he threw up a confident jumper, it's still, 
C Dove said it perfectly um, when I was talking to him earlier. He said his jump shot looked like calculus. Like he looked it looked hard, you know, like it was not fluid. It didn't look smooth. Like he made it look more difficult than it should be. And that's what he's been doing. It seems like he's fighting an invisible bully, like he's fighting the gooch out there. And yeah, it's it's all in his head, man. It's all in his head. It's, but he's but but again, eleven point seventeen rebounds. Like that's excellent. That's a great job. The, if he's giving you that every night, that's a win for real. For real, uh, guys. We do have. It must have been one of the first questions post game. Donovan's talking now. This tweet from Casey Johnson just a minute ago. Donovan said Patrick Williams was in concussion protocol. Mm. That's why he didn't start the second there half. There we go. Okay. So there it is. And really, injured. when you played more, much more in the second half. So I guess he was okay. Like, <laughs> right. So right. In concussion protocol and then How cleared. How did he get a concussion? Um, what play? I'm, I'm trying to remember yeah, if I'm there was a play where he got banged up in the first half. but Maybe he's just so big and powerful we don't even notice. Yeah, real I mean, dude, have you seen some of these NBA vets that are thick that are just bouncing off Patrick Williams so far this season? It's true. That it's kid true. is made of concrete. Dude, he's dense. Yeah. He is dense. He is, he is unobtainium. <laughs> he is unbelievable. Yeah, he's got oh, a uh, strong base. Nishka said Marvin Bagley hit him in the head. Oh, I, 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 Yo, Bagley's dead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we just talk for a second about how the Kings are so messed up? The dads are requesting trades. <laughs> like that's crazy. Of all the pressure. But, I mean, come on. Isn't that basically just a copycat move of Lavar a couple of years ago? Yeah, but there's something extra kingy yeah. about it. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Lavar came into the league. We knew who Lavar was. Yeah, you knew it that way. His dad. You're like, wait, who? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like, you know Lavar's who we thought he was. He's yeah. who we thought he was. Exactly. You know what the hell? the third game of preseason late. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> to tweet that out. What? A, that's crazy. Yeah, seriously. That's a trade my son. Like, who? who is this guy? Trade my son? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 he's an adult, sir. <laughs> um, okay, guys, I, I hate to do, do it. it. Why? But we have to we have to talk about the somewhat impactful night that Denzel Valentine had. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just rip this brand, let's rip this bandaid off. Come Denzel on. tonight, ten points on four of ten, two of seven from downtown. Good, not great. Added four rebounds, five assists, awesome. and a couple and a couple of steals. So, you know. Credit to Denzel for logging a couple of steals in the box score tonight, in addition to some of those moments where you're like, oh, my God, Denzel, are you blind mm. when he's playing defense, especially when he gets lost. When he loses his man playing off the ball, it's, like, laughable how, yeah. how unaware Denzel is. But he counters that with a couple of steals tonight. And like we did see at times last night, although he didn't, like, stuff the box that, uh with assists, just like making good passes, making good reads. People talk about Denzel's playmaking and passing being one of the underrated elements of his game. Sometimes it's like laughably dumb shit, like when he tried to do that between the legs pass when they were getting blown out by the Bucks a few nights ago. Some nights he's actually like in control of himself or at least more in control mm-hmm. of himself and just is like a competent bench guy that can produce, he can give you some points, he can give you some assists. Yeah, and that's what you saw tonight. And honestly, he he had a run when he went on a 7-0 run by himself. 
Like I was like, was that Denzel? Like you know, those I, two of those float. He had a right. floater. He had a fadeaway on the baseline. We're, we're talking about it being like old man basketball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that floater and then that one on the baseline, then that three pointer, and then he was the, the prop. The problem set in, which always happens with Denzel. The very next play, he was like, heat check, <laughs> shoot this one from half court. You know what I mean? And then nothing. You know what I mean? Like he he does that too often. And it does it too often where you say, "Oh man, you got to go sit down." And that, and that right. that's the stuff he's got to cut back on because once he does good stuff, his confidence is sky high. He's like, "I can do it all. I promise you, I can hit every shot ever." Now, but I'm gonna give man the passes he was making were awesome. He was making some tremendous passes tonight, and I liked it. He does something on defense, guys. That's weird. Like I, I like him because he knows his limitations. You know, he knows he's not fast. He knows he can't jump. And he understands those limitations. I don't shower. <laughs> right. I mean, he did this yesterday where he doesn't jump high in it when somebody's trying to shoot that three-pointer. He stays on the ground. He doesn't really go for pump fakes, and he'll block that shot or kind of swat it away, you know, and, and get that turnover. He did that yesterday. I saw him do it again today. Um. Yeah, he, he's really smart out there. It's just he starts doing those kind of things where he's throwing it up over his head, you know, after scoring or, like you said, between his legs or shooting from half court where you're like, oh, this is why you come off the bench. Mm-hmm. And and that's stuff like that, and that's what makes it. So he's got to be more consistent, and he's got to cut down on just that aspect of it. And for real, he could be like, okay, Denzel out there. Then you won't feel as bad that Denzel Valentine is out there. Because he is shooting that ball from three, man. Like he had two for seven tonight, but going in, I, I don't know what his percentage is off top, but I know it's re- it was really, really he high. He was leading the yeah. league. There it is. Yeah, that's high. Sure, threat. That, that's high. That's high. So yeah, man. I, he had a great. I ain't gonna say great. He had a solid game tonight, and I'll be continuing. I mean, we lo- like the word. If you could fix anything about Denzel, it'd be his decision making, right? Yeah. And I think that's it. That's why you can never trust him. Like. Is he skilled? Absolutely. Can you can you do a lot of good things? Absolutely. The thing that if you had a choice to fix would be his brain. <laughs> and, yes. and if that's right. ever the case, unless you're Chris Kamen and you're like, whoa, hold up, you should go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like remember when they were like got they got him Adderall? They're like, now he can remember plays. Like it was like right. a, 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 he became an all-star the next year. <laughs> it's true. Like I think yeah. that's why people it's not that he's not skilled. It's that I think we don't trust him and we shouldn't yet. Like, and if yeah. he's great, you, you can get a knucklehead off the bench. Like every, you know, you can have a, you, you, you can have like the Red Lakers did like five last year, but that was the, that was both. But like one knucklehead is good. Like right. a Deion waiters type, you know, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. we're, we don't have the luxury right now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you got to depend on your knuckle. Yeah. That's the problem. He, we, like when you have to be dependent on him and his time on the floor, then you got then you got Lance Stevenson issues. You know what yes. I'm saying? It's like you said, you want waiters. Like that's never good when you have to depend. Irrational confidence, guys. But like, yeah, he's right. He, you you know that if it were the Bulls in that position playing that conference finals Pacers Heat, if it was Bulls Heat and Denzel was here, he would be the one blowing in LeBron's ear waiting for an inbound pass. God, please, he'd be, that, he'd be spitting totally something Denzel. Dude, would he'd be spitting freestyles in his dude, ear. Though. He's, he's gonna be all. If that, if that was now at, during COVID, he'd be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> arrested man, dude. Whatever. Uh, apparently, you can oh, just yeah, like. True. 
crash through the capital and 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 walk home and not get arrested, let alone you know turn it into a super spreader event. Um, speaking of speaking of horrifying things, let's wrap up with a quick look ahead to our next <laughs> game in this daunting West Coast trip. Uh, we are headed to LA to play the Thank Lakers you, first on Friday and then the Clippers Sunday. The Lakers just had a four and O. Uh, road trip, beat the Spurs twice in San Antonio, beat the Grizzlies twice in Memphis, 6-2 and two on the season, and now they come home and welcome our Bulls on Friday. Guys, what? where do we start to try to get a W against this defending champion Lakers team? Bomb threat? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might not play. I know that. Like he, he might not play. He's coming in questionable. So there's there's some there's something there. That's that's a thing. And that's all I got for I you. Think, <laughs> you can do do what Dallas did and just say like, hey, not only are we not bringing Kristaps back yet, but Luca, you can go ahead and have the night off. Right. 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 and AD. Don't worry about this one. I hope they do that. That would be awesome. I I just want another competitive game. I just I just want to like I'm really excited about these last two games. Like I they when I watched, I was like, this is fun to watch. This is that they are being respectful of my time. (laughs) And I have not felt that in a long time. Like, thank you. Like you're being very respectful, but I've been giving like this is my valuable time. Uh, <laughs> Truly. So John, you said I mean, something earlier that was so funny. I, I laughed for about five minutes when you said this is the first time the Bulls have been 500 since, I since I've known you. <laughs> like, since I've since been we met, The moment we met. We met. Right. That was so insane. Not, not counting being zero and zero. I mean, eight games into the season, we were a 500 team, and it was the first time in two years. Knowing people, the pound sound and the haters, I, I had to be like, this is the first time since I met you at that audition. <laughs> like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's unreasonable if people have been like, they've been bad. <laughs> hey man, seven seed this year, seven title next year, you know, storm the Staples Center. Oh my gosh. Y'all are wild. In the I love I it love though. It. We need it. We need it. Out of there with, with the, you know, having torn the Rob Polinka sign off of his office door. Oh my God. Oh, Wow, what is this world? Um, yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. Am am I secretly okay with the fact that we we dropped this winnable game to the Kings because it keeps us in the realm of lottery bound life? Yes, yes, I am. I honestly think that this team needs more lottery talent. In addition to hopefully the, the front office making some shrewd trades and signings. So, hey, going from four and four to four and five, I'm cool with it. However. If there is one team that I would love us to beat this season, if it's not just, hey, look at this, we beat the defending champs, that's a great measuring stick, good for the kids, good for their confidence. I want to avenge that stupid-as-fuck loss to the Lakers last season. Mm. I, that that was the breaking point for me. I know, John, like you broke earlier than I did, but that loss that to the bad. Lakers, which I want to say was in like early November, and the Bulls have a double-digit lead. They sat LeBron and AD because they thought the game was over, and they were like, we'll take the L, whatever. We're on a road trip, on to the next. And then Jim Doofus is like, well, 
no, I don't need to call a timeout because you're going on this run. Well, no, I don't need to call a timeout. I don't need to change my lineup. I don't yank guys. I've got 15 guys to develop. Don't take me back down this that, way. That, that night was one of the most furious nights of my life Ooh, as a player. Man, that's and, a lot. <laughs> and the fact that it happened against LeBron fucking James, who I hate, I hate, like, I, I hate. Don't, hate I, don't get, I don't get the hate for LeBron. I, I hate – like I hate the Lakers. Like LeBron has made the Lakers more likable in my eyes, <laughs> and LeBron has made the Lakers less likable in your eyes. And I think that's fascinating. <laughs> uh, because maybe the one time that your team met LeBron's team in the playoffs, you beat him in the finals. Whereas most of my young adulthood was watching LeBron-led teams, either Cleveland or Miami-based, knock the Bulls out of the playoffs. All the while dancing on our graves like a Hollywood douchebag. And you wonder why I he's hate gone. the guy. He's, he's, on, he's in the West, baby. He's gone. And my hate lingers that's on. That's true. I mean, like, that's true. I wonder if people hated Jordan when he was a wizard. Like, if Indiana hated him. That, that is not it's the ex- same If you're thing. Indiana, it's exactly the same thing. Or except, look. Dude retired and left and came back. And like it was not like you beat your you team. Know, All you're saying is you beat your team and you're mad. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, did did, M- did Wizards MJ knock the Pacers no, no, out I'm saying, of the playoffs? I'm saying, no, I'm saying when Pacers yeah. played the Wizards, did they have this hate towards Jordan? The exact, the literally the exact same thing you're having. A different team, same player. That's it. And I bet you they did. I actually, they probably hated them. Probably. Yeah, that's all. You, it's the exact same thing, <laughs> right? So I, I don't understand why you're failing to grasp why I. I'm just. It'd be funny to be really mad at Wizards Jordan. That's it. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a funny thing to be like that forty-two-year-old man. I'm mad at him. <laughs> that's why. Like, how did you mad at LeBron now? Like, it's like over. Like that guy who opened all those schools up. I hate him. Like, <laughs> yeah. I do. I do hate him. Meanwhile, I'm glad that we gave an opportunity for Dave to just munch on it some popcorn great. right now. Popcorn, you know what it is. Come on now. You, you oh, know what it is, baby. You oh know my, what it when is. I, when I saw that bowl, I was like, you know, it's it like, 100% grapes. It looked like a popcorn serving bowl. <laughs> it did. I assumed a giant metal bowl at the household yep. that you would like put in for totally. movie night. I assumed it was popcorn. I but should have I, known I, better. I thought, I was like, you, I was like, you got his popcorn? And in my mind, I go, that's grapes, John. <laughs> and I thought it was popcorn tea for his word. I was like, that's grapes. Let's, he's healthy. <laughs> it is such a ridiculously large bowl yeah. to put a serving it's of grapes healthy. in. It's healthy. I love it so. I love it so. Like a, like a Greek god. Like, yes, this is my Dionysus. giant bowl of grapes. Oh, and real quick before we get out, I, I got to send a shout out to Kate. In the Bay Area, who's checking us out right now? Shout out to my guy Bobby out there too. Shout out to y'all for watching this, man. Hey, Bobby, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, yeah I read the South Bay, so we'll have to talk. <laughs> South Bay. When you're a jet, you're a jet for life. <laughs> All right, guys. It is nearly midnight here in Chicago. Oh, Let's please. go to bed. Let's get some sleep. Let's hopefully, you know, wake up to a, a country that isn't burned to ashes in the morning, and um, we'll, we'll watch Bulls Lakers on Friday night. Hopefully, um, we'll, we'll 
try and take down LeBron and AD. For Big Dave and John, thanks for watching. Appreciate the tips tonight. Uh, try again tomorrow. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.